Welcome to the Saved by Mother Earth podcast, hosted by Heather Webster. In this podcast, Heather weaves together conversations of spirituality, wellness, and nature immersion to help create connection for your mind, body, and soul, allowing you to know your authentic self and enhancing your connection within and your connections with others. Heather combines her love of learning, teaching, spirituality, nature, and others to bring this podcast to you. Come join us on the journey of self-discovery. Welcome. I'm so excited to have you here today for today's interview of Candace Smiley. I am so excited about this interview. It happened back at the end of last year, and it's perfect timing to really dive into all that Candace talks about, um, from essentialism to really um, friendships and relationships and your relationship with stuff and your and backcountry hiking and all of these amazing topics we're going to cover, um, which just align really well. So without further ado, here's Candace. Hello, Candace. It's so great to have you on the Save by Mother Earth podcast. How are you doing today? I am so stoked, man. So stoked. This is so good. Are you ready for the new year? I'm totally I'm ready for the new year. So ready for the new year. And yep. I feel like 2022 is going to be the year. Ditto. I know I've been saying that forever in a day, but I was like writing out my goals and I've been doing stuff and I'm literally like tuned in and listening to like my, my inner self. And I'm like, I need, you know, I'm just, oh, I'm, I'm ready. Totally ready. And it's not awesome. just the two cups of coffee talking. It's I'm actually ready. <laughs> right. So for anybody listening, I am a lot of like my friends and family know, like I have been watching tiny house shows forever and I'm like, so just in awe of people that live in tiny houses and Candace lives in a tiny house. It's so I do. So Candace, can you share a little bit about your journey, your story, kind of how yeah, sure. you, how you work self-connection, whether it be nature-based, spiritual-based or both into kind of what you do and where you are? Um, both, to be, to be honest. I um, stumbled into the tiny house essentialist uh, lifestyle, mostly because uh, a number of years ago, uh, a romantic partner left me and the country with over $350,000 worth of debt. So that meant I headed into, you know, financial challenges and foreclosure court. So basically forced, lost everything, which was not awesome. Um, but, you know, the universe has a way of, you know, putting you exactly where you need to be and nothing happens to you. Everything happens for you. So I've now come to realize everything's rigged in my favor. And I joke about it now because I can totally see myself like holding on to my stuff being like, no, you know, but the, the blessings on the other side of, of living a much smaller life have outweighed anything I had in terms of physical at that time. So fast forward a few years, I discovered I actually love thrifting and somebody actually sent me a video one time um, <laughs> before I got into the tiny house movement. And they basically said, Hey, here's a video that I think you're going to love. Like it's totally up your alley. And I watched it and it was all about tiny houses. And I'm like, I like tiny houses. Like, this is what I was thinking, right? That I'm like, no, no, no. I'm essentialist because I've been forced to be an essentialist, not because I love it fast forward a few more years and I've totally fallen in love with, um, living smaller. Um, but my life is much bigger. And so, uh, I just have a, I have a brand new baby. He's seven weeks old at time of recording and a six and a half year old and a partner. And we live part-time in 350 square feet. And that includes the two lofts. So, you know, square footage is about 250 square feet. 
not very much space, but to be honest, we still have space. Like there's still drawers. There's a cupboard beside me that I'm like, I still haven't figured out what I'm going to put in the bottom half of this drawer. I'm sure as the kids grow, I, I will fill it, but we just don't have a lot of stuff. We've come to realize we'd much rather, you know, the whole idea is less, but better. So we have more time and space to go backcountry camping, which we love, you know, step outside the door and there's 850 square feet, like 850, like it's, it's a lot of acres outside. And so we can get outside and get into the space. Um, and we just have time, uh, more time because we're spending less time paying for all the stuff that we don't actually need. Right. So many of us buy big houses and then we go and shop for furniture to fill in the space versus I have a space. Uh, and even when we live with my, my partner, he only has 700 square feet. So it's still not a lot of space, but basically we don't have any space to fill. And so we have only the things we love and the things that bring us joy. I'm not, I wish, I wish that for more people. So when you say essentialism, is it pretty much this idea of you live with what's essential? Is that kind of the meaning? It's like less, but better, less, but so better. minimalism. It's I, I like it better than minimalism just in my own mind. Um, and of course people can get attached, whatever word they want, but minimalists, you, you, you legitimately have less stuff and essentialist has less, but better. So it's like, what is the things that is actually going to make my life better? Like, for example, the sweater I'm wearing is a brand that I would never have spent money on in the past because, you know, I really love it. I love how it feels. I love when I put it on. Like I reached into the closet and I was like, oh, I'm totally wearing that. I want more people to have that in their life. And so that's sort of the essentialist life. It's less, but better. So it doesn't mean you have... I don't know how to put that except for that. Right. So it's like, I only have a few sweaters, but all of the sweaters, they make me giddy when I put them on. Like I feel good in them. I love them. Um, And so it's that sort of a mindset in our lives. So we have less. Yes. Yes. And sort of that extension that I've taken to every area of my life. So that includes friendships, that includes houses, that includes, you know, business opportunities, that includes everything. Like, is this going to make my life better? Do I get ridiculous joy when I look at this? Um, And it was really a moving away from the anxiety that ruled my life. Like when I left Facebook, I couldn't imagine how much anxiety I'd been living with, but I actually cried the day that I had like totally closed Close it down. I still have a profile so people can find me. But beyond that, like I'm never there. And I was like, how long have I been living in this moment of I need to do this because I'm told I need to have this and I need to be available for everybody? I'm like, I don't really want to, right? The people I actually want to connect with have my phone number. <laughs> right. So it's been a really neat shift. It's just, it involves every area of my life now. Yes. And I love that because I think in this world right now where we're living with, especially with social media, everybody's like, I need more followers. I need more followers. I need more followers versus does that really bring you joy? You need the right people in your life that bring joy and really boost that. I'm on social media for mainly business reasons. um, And I will only connect with people that I, that brings, bring me joy, but also like, I will only read things that bring me joy. If Mm -hmm. I, if something comes up that I'm not, I know it's not going to, bring me that I yeah. instantly like stop following them or just scroll past it. If things are getting negative in a thread, it's like, Nope, don't need this anymore. So mm-hmm. I, I get where you're coming from, what you're talking about and how powerful that can be. Yeah. And I love this idea that separation between minimalists and essentialists, because 
I think a lot of times minimalist is a negative connotation of like, I have to get rid of things. And what you're saying is you're living in a space where I can do with less, but what I have, I love. Oh my God. Yeah. And you don't mind spending money anymore. Like that's what was really interesting is I went from, cause of course I came out of a space where I didn't have a lot of money. And then when I was rebuilding, like once that was, once I was through that, I was like, almost scared to, but then I was like, well, when you start at zero, right. So even if you go back to zero, it's just a number. And a lot of times we look at that with a really negative view, right? We assign, and we can do this with our weight. We do this with our bank account, but I learned to think about zero as a restart. It's a brilliant restart. And so, you know, there are times when I've looked at my closet post this, I went, I don't actually like any of this stuff. Like I did, at the time, I don't anymore. And we know that nature abhors a void. And so there have been times I've literally reached into the closet and I'm like, look, if there's a piece of clothing that needs to stay, it needs to pop into my head right now. And if not, it is all going out. And to that end, I've had friends where I just said, hey, I'm doing a big closet purge. You guys want anything? And I'll have friends that are like, I'm coming over right now because I love that sweater. And what's been really neat is the impact it's had on other people. Um, where there'll be women who will message and go, are you doing a purge anytime soon? I'm like, actually, I'm totally due for one. Come on over and go shopping, which is, I think, a really interesting, it kind of goes back to the community thing. I've started to have more fun. I'm less attached to things and realizing that every single time I do a purge, friends, uh, opportunities, like distractions, food, it doesn't really matter something better comes in. And I wish more people could get that. Like when they go, I love my stuff. And I'm like, promise you, if you let it go, there's better. Right. (laughs) Well, I love this idea of, right. So it's that whole thing of you have to let go for new things to come in. Legit. No matter what you're talking about in life. It's like, if you want to lose weight, you have to let go of the food that you're eating potentially, (laughs) or let go of that TV show you're watching, binging every day, or but better things will come in. And I love this zero as a restart. I wrote that down. I'm going to be seriously, dude. It was like, I'm going to be quoting you on that. And (laughs) please do. (laughs) And it reminds me on like, I just recently went through my closet and I was just like, okay, done. I, I don't wear any of this. And it was funny because I had been saving and holding on to the stuff for when I lose the weight and I'll fit again, knowing that even when I, if I get to that point that I want to get to, whatever that is, it's just a number or whatever. If I get to that point that I might not be interested in wearing that. And not to mention it might not fit because my body has changed about how it would fit. And I looked at it and I was like, do I really even like this anyway? So I love that idea of like, oh, I was saving it in case it might fit someday. And then I was like, but I, do I really love it? So that really yeah. matches up with what you're saying. I did that with people, man. And what was really awful, and I've said this before on other podcasts and I have to apologize, but like there were people I was dating and friends with, and I was like, do I actually even like you? And that makes you feel like a horrible person. But I think sometimes we get into a rut with this whole, I'm doing it because it's the right thing. I'm doing it because it's what I should be doing. I'm doing it because I feel like I'm, you know, 30 and I should have this stuff sorted or whatever it is versus really being honest. And what I've discovered is when I'm really that honest with myself or with other people, they go, that's okay. I wasn't really in love with this idea either. 
Like <laughs> it caused a breakup. And I was like, I don't think you're right for me. Like, I love the idea of you, but I don't think I'm actually in love with you. And he laughed and he's like, I feel the same way about you. Like, I adore you. You're amazing. I don't want to be in a relationship with you. And we laughed our heads off. And I was like, we should just be friends. <laughs> right? And I wish more people could get that because the honesty frees other people up. And you're right. When you get there, you may not love it. And why the heck are you saving it? Because that's a scarcity mindset of what if I don't have enough? What right. if you do, maybe you'll have, uh, you know, yeah. Anyway. And not to it. mention like when you do get to that goal, whatever that goal is, like you said, less, but better. Mm-hmm. I would much rather go find something that's like more attuned to who I am now than who yeah. I was 10 years ago. Yeah. And I love this idea of like letting go of people because it doesn't mean like you said that you're a horrible person. It's no. this idea of not everybody is made for everybody. Nope. And you want to find your tribe and the people that really build you up. Mm -hmm. So I love that idea. It's been my experience too, that, you know, people are like, well, what if, what if, what if they're supposed to be my life? And I'm like, well, life is rigged in your favor. So if they're supposed to be, they'll come back. And I've seen that to be the case where people have literally left my life for a season. And then we come back and we're like, huh, we fit together now better than we did three years ago, four years ago, 10 years ago, whatever it is. They grew. I grew. People do change. Let's be honest. I, I've changed. I want people to accept me for that. And there have been people that I have to say they've treated me recently. And I'm like, you still see the old version of me. You need to know that is not who I am anymore. This is how I function in the world. This is how I show up. So I'm piecing out from you for a bit. And not everybody needs to have the conversation. Sometimes you can have that conversation yourself and just acknowledge it. And it's amazing how suddenly you're like, oh, I haven't talked to that person in a year. Poof, they just disappear. And again, it's less about, you know, the lines I think are chasing your bliss, you know, air quotes. But for me, it's like, how do I get this feeling of relief? Because I like living in relief. It feels better. It feels lighter. Sometimes it feels like sunshine, lollipops and roses. I said this on a podcast once and someone says like puppy farts. And I'm like, yes, puppy farts and lollipops and roses. (laughs) Life is not like that. (laughs) But sometimes it feels just a little bit better. And I think I've been chasing that feeling of, oh, this feels better than that. And this feels better than this. And this feels better than that. So this, but better is I think the whole idea And I've taken that right down to like my social media. Like, why do I need to post every day? Maybe I don't want to post every day. Maybe I'm just adding to the noise and nothing about my life is noise. So if I'm posting something, it better damn be some good content that adds value to somebody's life. (laughs) Because otherwise, who am I to post another picture? Like, really, what are we doing? (laughs) What are we doing? Yes, for sure. And it's, it's so powerful. I, There's so much kind of going on in my head right now. And a lot of it takes tapping into who you are and connecting with who you are as a self versus kind of what the expectations are in the world and being able to say like, what brings me joy? Not what's supposed to bring me joy, Yes, but what lights me up for who I am. Mm -hmm. And you're allowed to change your mind. Yeah. Really? <laughs> well, this, and this is something that I have to remind people all the time. They're like, well, but you just made this decision. I'm like, yes. And then I realized that's not bringing me relief. So I'm going to try this now. Yeah. And I don't want to live in the space where, you know, 
It's not, and we've been taught that, you know, it's a women's prerogative to change your mind. That's a negative thing. No, it's because we are so tuned in. If we let ourselves be tuned in, especially if we're living in our feminine, deep in our feminine, we are all about shifts and change. We follow the moon for goodness sakes. The moon waxes and wanes and changed her shape and changes all this stuff and what she needs in one moment. It's not what she needs in the next minute. And that is totally cool. We need to stop apologizing for that. Like, so I changed my mind. Yes, I did. (laughs) And it doesn't align with society. And I think that's where it gets scary for people. Of mm-hmm. I, one of the books that someday I will write and it's, uh, it's there on the edge and I'm getting ready to, it's, I moved 12 times in 12 years. Wow. And cause I just love, I love change. Like oh, I love moving. I love selling <laughs> stuff. I love purging. Like I love I rearrange, change. I rearrange uh, furniture all the time. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, we are, we are aligned so much mm-hmm. and it's, and it's so hard for some of the people in my life that are used to like, no, this is the cycle of what you're supposed to, or I not cycle, but this is the, this is what you're the pattern of what you're supposed to yes. follow. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm done with that. I mean, I already got divorced, so I, I'm done with that cycle and pattern. I'm on to my own pattern and my cycle, you know, and it can be so hard for people. It's very hard for people. And I think it's been in only the last two years when I've really healed um, myself and I've been able to settle into the fullness of who I am. And I actually just wrote a blog post about this. Can I embrace the fullness of who I am? Because I'm feeling a little bit fuller, right? Uh, I had a baby seven weeks ago. So my body is fuller and probably will be for a little while, right? Which is totally fine. Um, you know, I'm stepping into bigger stuff in my business. So can I let the world feel the fullness of me, right? Can I show up in my new relationship, uh, you know, in the fullness of myself and ask for what I want and what I need and what will fulfill me. Uh, and so I've been asking myself this question because it's kind of like, can I embrace my too much, right? Because we're always told this, this too much and really come to the place that I'm like, I won't receive what everything of what I need from one man or one person, right? Yep. But I can receive other elements of that from my friends and the people I'm calling into my life in that way. I can find extra fulfillment, uh, you know, for those pieces I want to fill up, right? The fullness that I want my life to be in my own self, right? So I am enough as I am. And then I get to fill myself with the rest of this. And I've been really thinking about that, right? Because I'm like, well, I don't need to attract a partner who wants to travel every weekend. I can attract other people, that I can call up and go, yo, I want to go to the mountains this weekend and Mark doesn't want to go. So we're going right. And not have that minimize who I am or me change the other people around me. I can like stand in my own truth and go, I'm craving the mountains. Like mama needs a mountain stream. So we're leaving. If you want to come, come. And if not, there is fullness for me in either being by myself or some of these things. And I think it's a lot of that letting go of the attachment and finding that really neat acceptance of, I don't have to apologize. And I certainly don't have to explain um, what I need or why I need it, which as a former people pleaser is still a challenge, right? Like showing up in the fullness and being like, I am not everybody's cup of tea and I'm not sure I'm okay with that. (laughs) Right. Like it's a process. Yes. Process. And I, and I love that. Like, you're like, okay, surround yourself with people that you can call upon, but you don't need to fulfill something within you that you need to fulfill yourself and you can call them for being in the space with you. Yeah. And I, I also wrote down embrace my too much because that is such an awesome. I'm working point. on it. Like I'm literally working on it right now. <laughs> like, so I you embrace? mentioned going to, 
you mentioned going to the mountains and the streams and things like that. So how does that fulfill you? Obviously you're living tiny, so you have to be outside a lot. So I love being outside a lot. Um, and to be honest, like, uh, if I could show you like the ceilings in this tiny house are about a, f- a foot taller than most tiny houses. So people, when they walk in, the first thing they say is, wow, it is bigger on the inside. So there's an impression of increase, which tickles my funny bone because that's sort of like how I live my life. And I'm like, well, of course my space would have that, you know, feeling to it. Like it's me. Right. Um, but I really love being outside. I always have, I'm a farm kid. So, you know, it was get your school done and go outside. Um, you know, and then I lost a lot of that. And I think that contributed certainly to some of the depression and some of the challenges I went through. Um, you know, we need, we need dirt, you know, uh, concrete isn't good for us. We know that we need to get outside, breathe fresh air. Um, we know sunshine helps with like so many things like, so it's just kind of like, duh, do we make enough time for it? No. And I mean, it's minus 36 outside. So it's not a lot of outside happening right now. That being said, as you can see, there's a ton of windows in the house. So like there is sunshine everywhere. So for me, I only discovered backcountry camping in 2020 um, when the world shut down and then I couldn't travel. And normally I was going down to the States or any somewhere in the world, basically every month because my job allowed me to do that. I work online. So I was like, I would go and work somewhere else for a little while. Um, But then I couldn't travel. And so I was like, well, I guess I will go to the mountains, right? And discovered uh, backcountry camping through a friend who became a much more than a friend. Um, who basically said, I want to go backcountry camping. And so my first trip was 1500 meters up. Um, incredible. I was really glad I was in shape because I just about died on the way up and then got to the top and went, this is brilliant. Like I need more of this. And for me, it's just disconnecting from social media. I feel like the days fly by when I'm attached to technology. And when I get out in the, in the woods, I'm like, oh, it's only 11 a.m. Cool. I have a whole day. <laughs> Um, and I just find that whatever I'm working on, when you disappear into the backwoods, there's sort of a moment, especially when you're hiking away and where well, your body goes, this is BS, which I've actually come to really love. I think people that work out a lot have the same sensation, right? You sort of go to this point where your body like surrenders. Okay. It's going to suck. It's going to hurt. You know, I'm going to be craving oxygen. I'm going to be sweating. Um, but it's in that moment that I feel like I go to this enlightened place. And I know that sounds really woo woo, but that's really how I feel. And so I'll think about what am I going to leave on the mountain today? Or what am I going to wash away in the stream? Like, what am I just going to, or what do I need to think about that? I just haven't had time to think about. And this can include for me personally, I'm still going through a divorce. And so sometimes I think, how am I contributing to the ongoing process of this not being finished? Because clearly there's two of us involved and I cannot, (laughs) my life is such, I can't get away with blaming anybody for anything. So it's clearly my fault. How do I own that and find some acceptance and forgiveness and work through that? And so sometimes I'm like, I've got 32 kilometers to think about this. And so it becomes like meditation, you know, where your feet start to hurt. And so you start thinking about something else. And at some point, it's funny because you move from thinking about that to now you're thinking about the rocks and the streams and something else. And you get home and you're like, oh, that was the answer. I'm not sure where in, t- in 32K I figured that out. But at some point, because I wasn't thinking about it, I figured it out. And so for me, there's just an incredible amount of peace. And I, I joke all the time that, you know, people don't need to go to Mexico for a couple's retreat to heal their relationship. They need to disappear into the backwoods. 
um, with 50 pounds on their back and just have each other. And, you know, or if you need to find yourself, just peace out and tune out and, and you will, you'll meet yourself on the trail and you're going to like it sometimes. <laughs> and other times you'd be like, oh, okay, we need to work on that when I get home. Um, so I think I like it because every time I go and it's even interesting, I'm sure I, uh, you know, I can share this. I like myself better in pictures when I'm on the trail. And at first I thought it was because of the person who was taking pictures. I'm like, he's just good with the camera. And then I realized it's because at some point between when I leave and when we get out there for the first night, I let go of all the stress. And so the subconscious stress that I'm carrying mars my face, right? Because the camera catches not just your, it catches your reflection, right? And I look at myself in these pictures. I'm like, damn girl, like you look good. And then it's, I realize there's no lines. I'm smiling because I mean it. I'm relaxed. And I'm like, how do I bring that girl back? So the microcosm of who I am really affects the macrocosm that I'm living in. Because damn, I'd like to be that girl all the time. Okay. So I'm (laughs) kind of speechless, but also in awe because I never realized that that is so true. The pictures I like to post are me when I'm out backcountry right? hiking with my hat on my hair disheveled my it's bo- disheveled. Like, my body yeah. is tired and it's just like but my face looks so relaxed in all the pictures and I'm totally like in awe right now um right you will you will um you'll meet yourself on the trail it's interesting because one of the other books that I'm working on is called the trail that runs through us Oh, and it's all about kind of like that journey of backcountry yeah. hiking and backpacking and going through all these different things. And it's really just everything you said speaks so highly to kind of this idea of what it does for you. And mm-hmm. when you talked about it being woo, I love the word woo. Cause I feel like it's a compliment. <laughs> and the word good friends, woo. but I gotta, I gotta warn people. <laughs> I'm very woo. And I, I take that as a compliment. <laughs> Um, as I'm sitting here with crystals on my t- desk and candles right? and, oh, yeah. um, but also make sure I have my pine boughs from the winter. Solstice. Right. You got um, it. But there's something about like the messages you get that are so in tune. Like you said, you don't know when that lesson came during that walk, but you le- left thinking, oh my goodness, that was what I need to hear. But now <laughs> I actually bring journals with me when I hike, yep. so I can make sure I write those little messages down that come. So I don't want to keep you forever, but I could talk to you forever. Um, (laughs) And so my, one of the things like I like to ask are what are some tips you can give the listeners, whether it be around essentialism or backpacking or any of those kind of things, because they really go together. You can't be on, you can't backpack without being essentialist. (laughs) I mean, really? (laughs) Cause I tell you that that little stove that's going to cook your dinner brings a lot of joy, (laughs) a lot of joy. Yeah. And, and, you know, investing in some really good clothes. And I mean, I still thrift. Right. And so I, I find brilliant stuff. People are like, how'd you find that? And I'm like, I went looking for it. Um, well, my suggestion, uh, my suggestion always is to start journaling. Cause that's where I started my journey is it's hard to, you know, I, I call it trust the niggle, tell the truth, right? That's the tagline of my podcast, which is the niggle. You already know what you need to let go of. You're already thinking when we were talking about your closet, you were thinking about that one pair of pants that makes you think about that ex-boyfriend that you need to get rid of. Go get rid of those pants right now. Just go do it. They make you feel fat. Get rid of them. Just out the door. Um, but you can't think about those. And sometimes I think, you know, I have an idea and I'll start writing about it 
in my journal because it's not fully formed. Like, okay, I'd like to have more in my life. How? Right. And we get stuck there. But I find if you can start writing that stuff down in a place where it's just you and you can start listening to the niggle, like I'm not totally happy. I'm not totally happy in my relationship. I'm not totally happy with who I am. I'm not totally happy with whatever it is, or I'd like more of, or whatever that is. You can write it down, gets it out of your brain. And it also starts, starts, it kickstarts the universe into bringing whatever it is, a source, whatever you want to call it into your life, because you sort of said, okay, I'm open to that. Even if you don't know the how, and that's really where I started is I started journaling out a lot of the horrible things that had happened to me that I knew I needed to process because damn it, there was no way I was going to go through these things without there being some sort of silver lining, right? Like that just made me mad. And so I was looking for the silver lining at all the points and you have to write that kind of stuff down. So trust yourself first, and then you got to tell yourself the truth of that. So, you know, I'm looking in the mirror and thinking, I'd really like to lose those 15 pounds. Like they need to go. I'm ready to release them. Thank you for showing up to take care of me and the baby and bringing him into the world. I am ready for my smaller self. That would be great. I will still live large. I see it. I'm embracing my fullness and I'm ready to be slimmer. Um, but then I feel like when I get there and I can acknowledge that in the fullness of that, then I go, great. So today when he's napping, I'm going to do some squats and pushups. I'll feel great. It'll actually boost my metabolism. I'll have more energy. Brilliant plan, Candice. And I'll drop that down. Remember, you want to do this today. And so I think, you know, I guess what I want people, if they're listening to hear is there's nothing necessarily special about me. I'm just really, really honest with myself. And I don't have to tell anybody about it. Sometimes I do because I feel like, oh, if I'm going through this, I bet you somebody else is. And if I can be honest, then maybe they can too. Um, but being honest with myself, I've become my own best friend. I love me. And so sometimes I'm like, hey, friend, <laughs> we need to talk about this. <laughs> and there's a real freedom in that, I think, in, in being honest. So for somebody, whether it's wanting to embrace essentialism, wanting to let go of something, wanting to find more joy, wanting to get into backcountry, just start telling yourself the truth about that. Journal it down. I've actually um, got a whole series of journals so people can head over to my website. There'll be links there. They can go get a journal, whether it's a gratitude journal, so prompts for every single day or just something, or just grab a piece of paper and start writing it down. But that for me has been the catalyst for all of the change, fast forward 20 years later, um, I'm still doing it, still journaling it out. That's at least where I start because then I can be honest with myself. And that I think is where real change happens. So speaking of that, you've been doing it for 20 years and you're an yep. essentialist. What do you do with your journals? A lot of people have a hard time this idea of like they're leaving behind a lot of emotional deep stuff and you're an essentialist. So what do you do with those journals? Do you, do you have 20 years of journals in your nope. life? Nope. I have burned some of them. Um, I have buried some of them. Oh. Uh, I have left some of them on the trail, uh, you know, in a stream or under a rock or something like that, because I felt like, okay, that part of my life needs to go. I'll remember the memories, right? Like I trust myself to remember what I need to remember, but I don't need all of it. Um, you know, there were some that say, you know, this was all about, you know, the breakup. And so I filled the whole journal, right. With my emotions and thoughts and feelings and healings. And, and that one may have gotten burned right in, a, in some kind of a ceremony or, you know, buried at our favorite spot. Right. Because I was like, no, this is done. Um, and then I have a small box of some of them that I'm like, oh, this was a good year. I want to look back and remember this. And so I keep it. 
but I don't keep them all. I keep the ones that I know, like when I open up this box, I'm like, oh my God, this journal, right? Like that's the point. You keep that journal or a lot of them recently, to be honest, I've looked at them and went, okay, there was one particular story in there. I'll be flipping through and I trust myself. I'm going to notice the page I need to remember. And I'll actually rip those pages out, staple them together and then put them into this box. I have a journal box. Nice. And it lives in the storage space. But again, I open it up and it's like, this is so much fun. Like sunshine <laughs> comes out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Sunshine, lollipops, and puppy farts, right? It's just like they're in there. Um, My puppy think, must be eating the wrong things. Right. right <laughs> <laughs> I heard this. I was like, I love it. Yes. So, so where can you, you spoke about your website and things like that. Yeah. Where can the followers find you? Because I tell you, they're going to want to. <laughs> well, they can find me on Instagram. I'm still there at Candice Creation. Um, and it's Candace with an ICE, so just Candace creation. And I have lots of pictures up there of what I'm thinking and stuff like this. And then um, I'm really going to be developing my blog in the new year um, to start recording there, not just on Instagram anymore. And, and that's just CandaceSmiley.com. And then they can find my books, they can find my journals, they can find um, pictures of my stories and stuff like that. And um, who knows what else is in store? Would love to do some backcountry retreats. So people can keep an eye out for that. I know. I'm okay. so excited. We might need to partner together. We might um, need to partner. <laughs> yeah. I will come to Canada. I still need to get my passport updated, but I will come to mm-hmm. Canada. Um, and now that actually the borders were open, I don't know if they still are, but um, so I will put all those links in the show notes. So feel free as you, as listeners, after you listen to this, go to the show notes and find Candice. Candice, it's been so great to have you on the Save My Mother Thank podcast. You. Thank you. Thank you. What an amazing interview. Thank you so much, Candice, for being on the Save by Mother Earth podcast. And to all the listeners, thank you for tuning in. Before you go, I do want to let you know of an amazing opportunity coming up that will be starting next Monday. It is a nature-based insight and connection course, four sessions long, to really start using nature to find connection, to find direction, you will come out of this course with not only direction and ideas, but so many tools that you can use in and outside the home that will help you tap into your insight and intuition to be making plans and ideas and really facing obstacles that you've been struggling with. So to find out more about that, feel free to visit Heather Webster wellness.com that will be in the show notes as well and again as always you can find me on instagram and on facebook where the show notes will include those links as well until next time take care sending off with love